Maya Atherley Larson. You're listening to In the Know, a podcast dedicated to the University of Minnesota. Welcome to the frosty wonderland of Minnesota winters, where the chill seeps into your bones and the sun seems to be on an extended vacation. The winter months in Minnesota are easily the gloomiest times of the year. But hey, let's talk about something that's not just snow and ice, but a little more serious, like seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD. It's like the winter blues dialed up to 11, making everything from finishing your homework to hanging out with friends feel like climbing Mount Everest. In this episode, we're cracking open the all-too-common SAD phenomenon, especially how it affects students and how you can keep the winter blues at a minimum. So what is seasonal affective disorder? Assistant psychology professor Dr. Liza Meredith explains that, as the name suggests, it pops up as the seasons change. Seasonal depression is a mood disorder that comes on during certain times of the year. During certain certain times of the year, people usually feel lower mood than what is typical for them. And it's often in the wintertime when people aren't getting their normal levels of sunlight and physical activity. Think of it this way. Imagine a plant deprived of sunlight and water. Sooner or later, it's going to wilt and struggle. Seasonal affective disorder is a bit like that wilted plant, but for people. Although SAD is common here in Minnesota, Cecilia Bloomquist, psychotherapist and associate director of mental health services at Boynton Health, explains how this condition is completely regional. I'm from Brazil. So when I came to the U.S. for the first time, I started hearing about it. And I'm like, what is, why people are so concerned about this here? I didn't hear much about it in Brazil. is because you don't see that many cases down there. The seasonal affective disorder is, it seems to be stronger correlation with the weather change. So when we have the shorter days, so sunlight makes a difference, right? You have like a lot of sunlight or short of sunlight, it seems like that can affect the symptoms associated with that. Navigating the winter months in Minnesota can be quite the challenge for those dealing with this disorder, particularly for students like Lucas Rowley, a freshman at UMN. So <laughs> getting to college, I, uh, I really struggled with the sleep schedule, um, just medically some stuff was going on there and so I would wake up generally uh, I had some days where I'd wake up 5 p.m. and so I didn't get a lot of sunlight didn't get a lot of vitamin D and and so pretty early on in the semester I definitely felt like I was just I mean that like that lack of hope that lack of motivation you know having difficulties getting up out of bed every day I think I think that lack of drive is so like I mean, once you're not motivated to fix the issues that you face, it's like that's kind of there's not much you can do. Being a student, uh, there's something like when you're not outside as much. I find, especially when there's not a ton of sunlight and you're like grinding through, whether it be finals or the beginning of a new semester, it, the burden can get kind of heavy. And then socially, there's just less going on. Um, everything's got to be inside. Now, there are plenty of things to do, and I found it's pretty easy to get outside. Um, but I think on the large scale, I mean, you're just not there's not as much stuff going on outside. It's a little harder. You really got a plan to do stuff. It's not just like, oh, go outside, see what happens. You got a plan to do stuff. UMN sophomore Drew Bromley explains how the cold weather can put a serious damper on students' social lives. 
with fewer opportunities for social interaction, coupled with the general lack of motivation, completing assignments and staying on top of responsibilities become incredibly challenging for students. Bromley also delves into his own academic struggles amidst these conditions. It's needed a lot more effort. Like it's been a little bit more laborious, if you will, when the winter comes around that you really kind of do have to like apply yourself, which is a good skill to have, but it's just, it's just that little extra ump. Cause like in the beginning of the year, you got a lot to look forward to. And like when the weather's nice, it's pretty easy to get yourself to do something sometimes like, all right, whatever, I'll just go do this. Where in the winter, it's like, there's not much else going on. It can be a little harder to get yourself going. Mood disorders in general, including seasonal affective disorder, kind of affect all different areas of life, including academic performance, work, relationships. Um, so with with a mood disorder, a lot of times people are experiencing low mood. They'll feel a sense of apathy. They'll feel a sense of sadness, feeling a sense of isolation or disconnection. And that can make it hard to feel motivated to do things like go to class or, you know, leave your living space to go study somewhere that might be more helpful for you for getting things done. So overall, like people often feel kind of apathetic, unconcerned, and maybe unmotivated to do things they would normally do, which can make school performance harder. Same like from a social perspective, people might not feel as motivated to see other people, even though they know maybe they should see other people, they know intellectually it will help. They don't feel like they have the the motivation or energy to like get out and see other people or do things. Seasonal affective disorder has always been an issue, but after the COVID-19 pandemic, many witnessed symptoms getting worse. It's getting more extended. It's just like it's symptoms appears to be more severe than usual since since the pandemic. It has been a lot harder in mental health and and I think it's a worldwide issue, right, that is affecting our system is overloaded in a lot of places because of that. Something that we actually really, I'm really grateful that here we have pretty good access at this point. If, it, if we compare to community, it's still pretty good now. Um, people can get in and get good help. Dealing with this disorder can be very taxing, but there are some coping skills and healthy habits you can implement into your day. Establishing a consistent bedtime routine and spending time in sunlight are beneficial practices. But among them, exercise and maintaining social connections appear to be particularly effective. Bloomquist recommends utilizing the University Rec Center as a resource to support these efforts. The Recwell has now a nice track there, indoor track. If you're not, if it's too cold, you can still walk there. And then they have those huge windows. There's some sunlight coming around. Find things that are enjoyable during the winter months. No, if you are the person that like me that loves winter sports and I'm like that, if you get to now go skiing, go ice skating. You don't need to be good at it. It's just, it's just like the now is the fun, is the opportunity to get outside. Based on his experiences, Bromley recommends finding a community to stay involved. It's spending time with people. I think being in community is super vital, especially in the winter when you're kind of when you can feel a little isolated. When it's cold out, you don't want to go out. For me, like just being with my friends, we do a lot of movie marathons in the winter. Harry Potter is a classic winter binge thing. I, I love my church community. I go to Salt Company here at the U, and I found in the winter, like, I really need that even more so. Just, like, 
a place to be with people in a warm building, just to have those opportunities. There are many coping skills you can try out to see what works best for you. But at the end of the day, it's all about what makes you happy and what keeps you going. Bloomquist encourages prioritizing activities, no matter how small, that spark joy in your life. Maybe there's some craft projects that you like to do that is associated with winter and what gatherings that you can do, uh, books or no, or projects at home, but, but it brings you joy. It keeps you moving. And if all else fails, find a support system and seek out professional help. A good option is to, you can talk with your primary care physician. Now you can come to Boyton, talk with, now with primary care. You can schedule an appointment uh, for therapy and talk with someone. Now we'll recommend any further treatment. If students have concerns about wait times, Boyton and Student Counseling Services reassure them of their dedication to connecting students with the necessary mental health support. Typically, Students can expect initial consultations for therapy within one to two weeks of requesting services, a significantly faster time frame compared to many community providers. For immediate assistance, same-day and drop-in support are available on weekdays through urgent crisis counseling and Let's Talk. Additionally, the UMN Student Crisis Line operates 24-7. Students can call 612 612- 301-4673, or text UMN to 61222. While talk therapy remains a valuable option, Meredith underscores the importance of exploring alternatives, as there is no one-size-fits-all approach to mental health care. So I think there are many things that can help seasonal depression. The exact thing that would work best probably depends on the person, but people do benefit from things like medications, seeing a therapist, or doing something like light-based therapy, where you get something called a happy light that can be helpful for getting more light exposure. Outside of these like more medical-focused treatments, right, there's also maybe informal things that can help you. Sometimes like having an accountability buddy can be helpful, someone that kind of knows that you're struggling with something like that and encourages you to get out even when you don't want to. Facing seasonal affective disorder can make any time of the year feel like a struggle. If you're grappling with it, don't hesitate to lean on your support system. Friends and family are there to lift you up. Seeking professional help is always an option too. Just remember your happiness and health are always a top priority, regardless of the season. This episode was written by Maya Atherley-Larson and produced by Kaylee Sarovi. As always, we appreciate you listening in and feel free to leave us an email at podcasting at mndaily.com with questions or concerns. I'm Maya and this is In the Know.